2: Welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to, head to see which one does it better, and welcome to the final week of our Halloween countdown, King versus King, in the red corner. We're off to Derry, Maine, where evil lurks in the sewers in the form of a child-eating clown called Pennywise, played by Tim Curry. And that completes this week's obligatory Tim Curry reference. It's only the second made-for-TV movie we've ever done, but it'll be worth it from 1990. We're talking the miniseries of IT.
3: Hi, Georgie! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're not real! You're not
2: real! Was it Pennywise?
4: Big white guy, red nose. About 75 feet tall, mouth full of razor sharp teeth. Losers
2: fight it. Losers die. Hey, all! Oh. While in the blue corner, wouldn't you know it, we're back in Derry, but this time it's getting the big screen treatment. Some things never change, though, and Pennywise the Dancing Clown is back, with Bill Skarsgård now filling the oversized shoes. We hope you enjoyed all eight hours of your homework because it's going up against the 1990 hour miniseries from 2017 and 2019. It's the five hours of IT Chapters 1 and 2.
3: Dairy's not like any town I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just
0: grown ups. Kids are worse. Way, way worse. We all float down.
3: Bill, if you'll come with me, you'll float too. You'll float too.
4: You'll float too. You'll float too.
3: you Did that make sense? <laughs> I'm not sure it did, but keep going.
2: So what connects these two films and which one does it better? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Good start. Strong start. Hello, Clash Putters. Excuse me, sir. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do? Well, you better let the poor guy out then. Aha!
3: Aha! Aha! I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly.
2: How are you both? All right. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. We made it. What, to this? To the final. Sure. The final of our countdown to Halloween, our world famous countdown to Halloween, King versus King. It's here. It's the big one. It's the one we were always building up to. At least I knew we were. We all knew we were. It's here. God,
3: mm. come on, guys. I, I have some trepidation, though. I'm nervous too, actually. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And then everything's got the same plot, and I'm so <laughs> confused as what happens in which. And I'm, it's it's a lot, basically. Uh, agreed. I
2: was writing notes, and I was like. I've forgotten which movie this mm. is in. There are shot for shot, like very, very, very close similarities. Eighteen well, pages one of, of notes is a, my... is a
1: remake of the other. That will happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. But
2: like you know, I mean, I, I swear the Georgie bit at the start of both. I would, I, anyway, look, yeah. we'll, we've got a lot. Let's not do it now. Yeah, get we? on with it. I'm getting on with it, mate. I'm getting on with it. All right, all right. So these were my choices. Why? Because where better to finish a month of King with one of his most terrifying creations ever, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. The 1990 miniseries was one of the scariest things I remember watching as a kid while simultaneously absolutely loving it. So I wanted to revisit that. And obviously IT Chapter 1 is the highest grossing horror movie of all time. And you can't not do it with IT Chapter 2. Um, mainly, I thought... This one was probably going to be one of the strongest pairings in terms of connections. Sure. Yeah? I think you're right. I think this is a really strong pairing. I think they really connect to each other. Um, This is the climax then of our world-famous Halloween countdown, and I'm just just thrilled that you've been here for the journey. I am excited to put horror behind me for a while. As I said, the dreams have got worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, I woke up screaming the other night. I'm having actual anxiety (laughs) dreams. So the clue I gave last week there will be an obligatory mention. Already tick that box. Chris didn't follow that up on Twitter because... I put a picture of a clown. Oh, all right. Well, you did follow up on Twitter. Because it's then.
3: Stephen King's The
2: Connection. Right. So we're on Twitter, at ClashPod. Also on Instagram, at ClashPod. The guesses floated into us down here. They all float. I only gave uh, correct guesses this week. So you only get your name mentioned if you said... It versus It or It1990 versus It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. So that, that's, it's very specific. It got very complicated on Twitter. Robert Farley, my, uh, Matt Garrity, Simon Adams, Reese Page, Mark Mead, Paul Logue and Nathan Drake all got the correct answer. But the winner, I think, because there were so many correct guesses, is Danny Baker. Congratulations, Danny. Your prize is a balloon. Oh, come on, bucko. Don't you want a balloon? And now for everyone going, uh, possibly out there, It's 1990 isn't an actual movie. No one's going like that. Someone might be. No one cares. Okay, well, just in case there is someone, let me point you in the direction of Chris's choice on episode three, the TV movie The Toughest Man in the World from 1984, which means we're allowed to do pretty much anything. Good.
3: Good. Can we do that one again?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Never, absolutely not. Uh, So the connection section. I'll start. Pennywise the clown.
1: I haven't written anything. No,
2: we agreed we weren't going to do one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so don't throw us under the bus.
2: I know, I know. We agreed instead uh, to discuss the thing in the world that scares us most Mm -hmm. in preparation for Halloween. The thing that scares us most. The thing that scares us most. Just before uh, we each say ours, I'm going to guess at what I think yours are. (laughs) I think you know what mine is from previous experience. So uh, for Victoria, I'm saying moths.
1: There's a specific moth. I don't know its name because
2: it's some sort of hell moth. Like Harry or something. (laughs) Oh, It's it's, not one that lives in your house.
1: No, it would be dead by now. Um, It's a giant moth and it feeds off the liquid in your... It feeds off your tear duct so when it lands on you it puts its little proboscis Mm. in your eye. That's my worst fear. It's a real thing.
2: You don't own enough expensive wool suits because let me tell you, a worse <laughs> moth is uh, just your regular everyday clothes moth. He could have uh, just said he could have just said wool suits, mm-hmm. but he put expensive wool suits. <laughs> I bra- do actually have a wool suit in the house. <laughs> it, I, I, I went to put one on the other day, and it had been devoured, and it it breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, you, there's nothing you can do
2: about. There's it. nothing. I've got the sticky things. I've got the f- f- moth bombs, uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> think, moth balls. <laughs> you no, know, mine are bombs. <laughs> There's, there's, yeah, land on that bitch. Yeah, exactly. The motion triggered. If a moth lands too near a suit, boom, goes off. Lost a lot of suits that way, but it's worth it. Uh, Chris, your biggest fear, correct if I'm wrong, is it
3: getting film trivia wrong? No. Oh. What is it? Robot Lady from Superman 3. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Is, yeah, sorry. Should've that would that. be my it. That would be my it Uh, sort of...
1: Nightmare scape.
3: Exactly. Mm. Alex, what's yours? You know what mine is. Feet.
1: Sharks, feet, uh, someone shark. not recognising you. So um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> shark with, sharks with feet.
2: Sharks with feet! Yeah, got it. <laughs> when evolution finally creates the land shark. Yeah. I actually did a bit of thinking about this. It's not just sharks. It's bobbing up and down in the ocean yeah. and not knowing what's below you. Sure. Here's my thinking. Uh, psychology, GCSE level thinking. It's because if a lion runs at you on land... Mm-hmm you still have that opportunity to go, and you'll die, no doubt, I'm sure, but you still have the opportunity to go, I'm going to make the decision to run that way or that way. But a great white breaching from below, there is no way of knowing it's coming, and that's what scares me because I'm a control freak.
3: Yeah, I miss it. Cool, and I do think we've spent enough time talking about you and sharks. Hmm? I agree, (laughs) I agree. I don't need any more explanation. Do you want to go shark diving at some point? (laughs) With you, yes.
2: (laughs) Right then, on Thursday, Chris is visiting Derry in glorious HD, which means today Vicky gets the honour of being our first guide around the sewer system and showing us her deadlights. V takes on a journey.
1: I never had any friends like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? Well, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss in another Stephen King story of childhood bonds and fears. I do, actually, but that's because I didn't make them battle the eater of worlds with scrap metal and an inhaler, which is what young Bill does to his friends the Losers Club, when a malevolent force, which principally takes the form of an evil clown because Tim Curry is amazing reappears in Derry, Maine, as part of a 30-year cycle to eat all the kids and give everyone nightmares forever. But they didn't kill it, did they? Because of the aforementioned lack of weapons, and so now grating adult versions of these sweet kids go at it again, still with no proper weapons, and then literally tear it apart with their bare hands, and I think excavate its heart, using its own spidery limbs to crack open its own exoskeleton? Turns out 20 years of repressed anger and paralysing fear is more deadly than an inhaler. Who knew? <laughs>
2: Excellent. Thanks. They are some of the worst dressed adult characters in TV <laughs> Don't, don't start that
1: ponytail!
2: <laughs> this will make you feel better. I had that look when I first, in 1990 when I first saw it. I've told you, I wore a baseball cap, but I had a ponytail, but I didn't want long hair. Mm. And so I looked cool with a baseball hat on, took it off. Ponytail with a mullet. It's
1: egregious. It's vile. I I absolutely hate it. That
2: character is clearly Stephen King in this bill. Yeah. yeah. You're looking at him going, surely, I mean, you'd have gone, no, just that. Make him just not that. I don't think Stephen King's ever had that haircut. I think he probably has. He's had a. He's he hasn't because yeah. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen him with a ponytail.
1: So um, the history. I mean, I. I wonder if you're the same. My. Um. I've never seen this until this week because I've avoided it for was it now uh, thirty years. Yeah. Because when I was at school, my friend Leslie, she was terrified of clowns. Absolutely, terrified, but terrified of all clowns. To be fair, mm. but she really fancied Jonathan Brandis a lot. Like we were really little, we were like ten or eleven or something. Which one's Jonathan Brandis? He's Young Bill. okay so we tried to watch it and she was just inconsolable like we couldn't get past the storm drain scene like a lot of people Mm. so then I was like nope yeah you're right clowns are scary it turns out and so I've never ever been near it but I did read it after Leslie refused to watch it because I wanted to know what the fuss was about and I've never seen any of it until in the week.
2: This is your first watch? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I was so scared. of the, the storm drain thing is, yeah, we'll get to it. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, mine is that I watched it in 1990 whenever, I think it was, I don't know whether it was on TV here or someone had a VHS. It was
1: on the BBC, I found out, but not till 94.
2: Okay, no, it's way before then. So someone must have had a VHS of it when it was released as a a whole movie and I watched it and, like I said, just the scariest thing Mm -hmm. I'd ever, ever seen. The bit in the drain. I I mean, we'll go through all the scenes that fucked me up as a kid, but the minute his face changes in that drain, I was was both sold on it. Like, I have to now watch this because I have to see that die because it's so scary. Amazing. I loved
3: it. Chris? Yeah I was too scared to watch it when mm. I was younger so I saw it I saw most of it for the first time about five years ago but I did fall asleep. Right uh, yeah. And then I went back to it a few weeks later and finished it and my takeaway was all oh, that Tim Curry's good I want to start a <laughs> podcast in three years where we keep talking about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I know we haven't got time how did we end up talking about Tim Curry all the time?
2: Because he's a for, because can't of this. It, was, it will have been, it will have it been. It was because of
1: Congo, but then
2: it. Oh, yeah. Congo was the first time we yeah. talked about him. And then I think off the back of that, we immediately <clears> started <throat> okay. talking about Pennywise. Because Mark
1: was asking me to explain myself. And I was like, I actually can't, which is disappointing. I don't know why we talk about Tim Curry. Apart from me, he, obviously, he's brilliant, but there's this, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So there's this running joke in quote marks in the podcast about Tim Curry. And he was like, why? And I was like, because, no, I don't know, actually. Forgotten the yeah. passage of time. <sighs> Oh, well. Herman
2: Homolka. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Try explaining that to Mark. That's You get no laughs there. I was like, he's really
2: funny in Congo. <laughs> I think I think if Mark found out about Congo, he'd lose his shit. He'd be like, that has replaced valuable information about Suspiria <laughs> yeah. in my head. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so there's a lot. I mean, I've got a lot of background. I wonder if I'm going to do all of it. And I'll tell you what, you're interested, aren't you? Just, oh, fuck yes. I feel really... Um, nervous i don't know why it's such a funny thing because it's, it's not like it's that convoluted or anything or, or particularly fascinating but did you read
2: the book when you, i was you younger did. yeah
1: i did all right
2: so you read all 1138 freaking pages of that thing
1: I, there's some key scenes that i'd forgotten which mm-hmm. i wonder if you know what they are i certainly do <laughs> but either i was too young to understand what was going on or was at that age like no i don't <laughs> think so stephen king nice Drive. but no uh, all right so as we have established, just to set the scene, this is a 1992-part miniseries adapted from a book of 1986 by Stephen King. It was adapted by Lawrence D. Cohen. He'd done Carrie. But here we go. So the book, as you said, is massive. Have
2: I been saying 1990? Is it
1: 92? 1992-part series.
2: Oh, sorry. Okay, 1992-part series. Got you. I just thought I'd been wrong for this entire time and it would have bothered me. Bless
1: you for asking now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Carry on.
1: So... It's a massive book. Lawrence Cohen gets it from his agent. He's like, I thought they'd sent me two by mistake, like two manuscripts, because it's ginormous. So they're talking about adapting it for ABC. There's a lot of discussions about an eight-hour format, a 10-hour format, um, and eventually a four-hour format was settled on. But at one point, George A. Romero was going to direct it, and now he was more interested in the eight- to ten-hour version because of what you can do. So there's a lot of, like backstage shenanigans but basically once we're on four hours because ABC were a bit freaked out about the material and about how long everybody wanted it to be um, George is gone because we're at four hours so then we get Tommy Lee Wallace who credit fans was mm-hmm. associate art editor on Darkstar yay he's
2: had a few he's had a <laughs> few shows on Clashpot. Dark Darkstar Halloween The Fog he was one of Carpenter's boys
1: we've never done Halloween
3: have we? he's the shape what? no he's not that's Nick Castle. In no, in a, in another Halloween, he's the shape. Oh,
2: does he? Is he oh
1: yes he Wait, is he? Anyway, he's also in he is, um, right. John you're Carpenter's right. band The Coupe de Villes, which I think you've Chris, you've seen them, haven't you? So that's quite nice. Have we yeah. not done Halloween? No. Oh my god, I'm going insane. <laughs> do you want to start again? No, it's fine. it's
2: fine. I'll just carry I'll carry on. Do you know what eight and a half hours of it will do to your mind?
1: Yeah, do, because I've had to watch it as well. All right, all right. <laughs> so so yeah. Anyway, um, Tommy Lee Wallace is not quite convinced by so we've got night one and night two. That's how Cohen decides to sort of condense these things. Wallace isn't convinced by the scripts for night two. Um apparently his version focused a lot on Bev's bad husband as like this big bad guy. Mm-hmm. So he gets a bit of a fleeting mention here and in 2019 version. Um, but Cohen didn't wait. Wallace was like, Can you rewrite it? And Cohen said, No, I'm busy. I don't want to. I'm over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Wallace does it himself. Now, this is where. I I found this very interesting because I've read the book but kind of promptly forgot everything apart from the giant spider and the sense of dread within the town itself rather than in like the later versions where it's like a problem that these kids have got and these kids have got to sort out. Like mm. in the 1990 version and the book, the town of Derry is bad, the town itself. Mm. Um, the... Because the so the legacy for me is that one and two, and then consequently 2017 and 2019, they're so mawkish about friendship and togetherness and all the rest of it. And that is obviously all in the book. But in the book, there's more gore and scares and whatever. But in this version, the togetherness and the friendship is really front and centre.
2: Hmm. Um, which- yeah, ABC, and that's why they cast a lot of... Um- uh, non horror related people, like you've got John Ritter in there as the adult cast yeah. because ABC were like terrified that people were going to not watch it because it was going to be too. Yeah. Ingrained in horror, and also they put it on, and I, I just this is just quite interesting because I didn't know what this was. But at the time, I don't know if they still do it. Something called the November sweeps, yeah, which is where they the,
1: the Nielsen ratings, yeah, yeah. So
2: they find it, so advertisers then go, wow, we're going to give you more money for your adverts. So they wanted big names, um, yeah, uh, like John Ritter in it, so that uh, people would watch, and it did massively well.
1: It did really well. It got thirty million viewers, good which you, I think is good um, yeah. for the US. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Think it sounds good. Doesn't it, it sounds good.
1: But the thing is. There's a, there was a rule in TV at the time I don't know if it's still a rule but you cannot show kids in jeopardy you just can't like otherwise it's not on the telly so a lot of the jeopardy had to be implied with like reaction shots rather than showing something like super scary super gory so I think you end up with these very stand by me vibes mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing um, but it's just it, it's not as true to the book in that sense in that there's less gore and less sort of uh, bloody scares and things like that Um, and then that's repeated again in 2017 and 2019 which is interesting because you could have gone back to the source because you're making a movie making a feature and you can
2: basically do what you want yeah there's more gore though
1: (laughs) yeah there is (laughs) so uh, let's talk about casting Mm. uh, because we're obviously just going to talk about Tim Curry (laughs) although a small piece of Tilly Worth trivia I think Jonathan Brandis, who plays young Bill, who my friend Leslie really fancied. I've
2: just, yeah, I remember loving him in Sequest DSV. Oh, he's Mm. really good in Sequest DSV. Mm, Lucas, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, memories.
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dead now. I know.
1: Chris. Yeah, I know. Anyway, he's got a voiceover credit at the start of Pet Cemetery. Did you know that?
3: I did. He does do the voiceover. You didn't
4: know.
1: Yay! So it's worth double points. What does he do? You know, the kids are going, oh, you were such a great dog (laughs) at the start of Pet cemetery.
3: He's one of those Classic Brandis.
1: Um, The casting of the kids came after the casting of the adults to get a physical resemblance between the two sets of cast. I think that's quite funny. When you read reviews of the 1998, everyone slags off the adults and thinks the kids are amazing and Mm. thinks the adults are annoying. Um, So anyway, back to Tim Curry as it. Oh, I know this is like a meme that goes around. Who is your Tim Curry? Where did you see Tim Curry first? Go.
2: Pennywise the clown. What about you? Oh, I don't know.
1: Uh, so, your choices are basically Wadsworth, Pennywise, or Frankenfurter?
2: I've never seen the Rocky Horror picture, so. Have you not? So, no. It was because everyone had. There was, there was a girl I really fancied at school and she'd seen it, and like there was a crowd of them that always went to see it, and I felt really excluded. And I think I built up an animosity towards a film because. Yeah. That's exactly like she you. She didn't fancy me. Yeah. And I didn't know when the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're right. So, so it's all tied it's up. It's all tied up in Yeah, that. rather than just go
1: and see it and then go and talk to
2: her about or, it and be like,
1: I've seen that too. Or even
2: watch it as an adult. Yeah, as, uh, yeah fuck
1: her. <laughs> I mean the film.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if nothing, I can bear a grudge. That's true. Probably Legend. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about Legend in a second, actually, Chris. That's really handy. I did see, I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show before, well, I've never seen it, but before I tried to watch it. Because again, Leslie's mum was really into the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. So for me, that made Pennywise now scarier because the journey for me from Frankenfurter to Pennywise, I don't think is as big a journey as you think, because... Frankenfurter is very playful and he's very in control and he wants something. It's like all these things are in the clown in that way, which made it a bit more terrifying. Okay. Yeah. I, know.
3: I don't know, I think you reach it. <laughs> okay, fine. And it was Annie. I tell a lie. Annie was the first of time course, I saw Tim Curry. Of course. I've got to get this right. I can't
2: believe I forgot.
3: <laughs> what did I say his biggest fear was? Oh, yeah, you're right.
2: I'm trying that, to kill a
1: podcast I because can't of it. I can get facts about
3: myself, from <laughs> That would be super annoying.
1: So apparently also in the running was Malcolm McDowell or Roddy McDowell. Um, Tim Curry didn't want to do it because of legend because he'd worn a ton of makeup in that.
2: Did you see that quote from uh, Tommy uh, Wallace uh, where he said...
3: Um, Oh, I didn't want Malcolm McDowell he's just too sweet.
2: I'm like, when? <laughs>
3: <laughs> fucking what? No, wasn't, that, wasn't that referring to Roddy McDowell?
1: Yes, it is. Because Ronnie McDowell's got a sweeter face, I think. Mm. Is it?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. It's easy
1: to get. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Then it does
3: make sense. Yep. Yeah. Because he's quite sweet.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> 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 In Pound the Apes, anyway. He
1: is. So uh, we'll talk about uh, Bart Mixon, who did the makeup design. He worked with Rick Baker, your favourite, on mm. Gremlins 2. He also worked on Pet Cemetery actually. And he used uh, Lon Chaney's Phantom of the Opera as... The inspiration. So I did like some. I'd looked into this because it is interesting. Like I think a lot of people of our generation, and maybe a lot of people generally, just do find clowns very scary. But there are so many different types of clown, which I didn't quite realize. And Bart Mixon said they wanted Pennywise to look like a living cartoon. Mm. which is interesting um, because when you think about Bill Skarsgård later, he's more of like a sort of decrepit Victoriana clown. There's this thing in quote marks, hobo clown is another fucking scary-ass clown. So they, they, you can make these specific choices about what kind of scares you're going to get.
2: I wonder how the first clown ever came about. I mean, I wonder who went, yeah, this is funny and entertaining and not fucking terrifying.
1: Isn't it uh, Commedia dell'arte? Isn't that where the... F- I think... Look. Good. Yeah, I
3: think. Good. Okay. I, wor- I worked with a picture editor um, uh, whose job you, you would send over the features and they would find the pictures for your, your article for the, for the magazine. And the one rule was we weren't allowed to send her any articles about clowns right. because she would not look for pictures of clowns. And then one day someone thought it'd be funny to write an article about a clown and send it to her with a picture of Tim Curry um, saying can you find me I need a bunch of pictures for this and you just heard this scream from the other side of the office and she <laughs> started crying you had to go over and like it was really
0: shocking <laughs> wow this
3: is real that is
2: what I get if someone sends me a picture of a foot <laughs>
3: <laughs> Next week, mate.
1: I did look inside myself to see why I'm scared of clowns because there's the legend and there's Tim Curry's had been in my brain for you know 30 years, scaring me. But I think what what bothers me about clowns is that they're very needy, and I don't like that, like neediness. <laughs> I know. But that I'm being honest, like, why do I not like neediness? I suppose I just don't like because when they do a trick at the circus, they're like, La, laugh, laugh. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like, oh ha, ha, ha.
2: It's very try-hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I really? once uh, I was at the only time I've ever been to a circus, my granddad once took me to a circus and um a clown came over at like I think like I won a raffle or something, and I was the prize was a looking annual. Oh, look-in? Look-in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my
4: god, I I've love it. I've still got it. some looking.
2: <laughs> and uh, this clown was that came to the front where I wasn't handed it to me, and I was like no, no, I'm not, fucking not thank you. taking that off <laughs> that. Does someone read I'm a child reach for it and pass it to me that is yeah. I'm not getting any closer to that that's what I mean mm. but I think I, 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 you know when you just get a sense I think the clown was really pissed off with right, me yeah. for not reaching for the book like it was like
3: I'm here take the book and I'm like nope they also <laughs> like hanging out with kids who aren't their own a bit more than I think is healthy is necessary yeah, mm, yeah. No, no you can't have that
2: that's <laughs> wrong there are clowns, t- entertainers still working at kids parties today that you're doing out of work with statements like <laughs> Books that. a
1: clown these days, though, I don't you see them when you go to the circus, yeah, but nowadays're like, oh, is the frozen? is Elsa busy? Well, we just will not do yeah. it then, yeah. like you don't, people, no one books a clown. people
2: make flippant remarks like that on podcasts, and that's why people don't book clowns anymore. That's
1: yeah,
3: right. don't book a clown, book a magician.
2: <laughs> Magicians are even worse, they
1: can be,
3: yeah, well, Charlie Chuckle wasn't. Was he he did my birthday three years in a row. He was fantastic, <laughs> and he never tried to touch me.
1: Oh, you know, um, you know when you came to my fortieth, Marion. You know, my woman, She's so lovely. She was. She thought there'd be loads of kids there, and she because she's so nice. She's like, oh, I was thinking about getting a children's en- like an entertainer for your party to keep the kids happy. And I was like, Marion, you really don't have to. And she's like, I could only find a magician. And then she said, and I was worried he might try. And I was like, Don't you dare! book him. A- if that magician comes anywhere near me on my birthday. We
2: will get thrown out of the pub. Did he have new tricks every year or were you just a simple child who was like, it, this, oh, it's my favourite. It's the rabbit out of the hat. It's coming again. I know the rabbit's coming. I can't
1: remember. Anyway, back to Tim Curry. Uh, you'll be interested to know They started off with quite a lot of chin and cheek prosthetics, uh, but eventually they just sacked that off and just put him in clown makeup and gave him some teeth. Do you
2: know why, though? I think this is really interesting. Curry says about this, he says that the prosthetics that they had at the start did too much work by itself, and he thought what was more interesting was the look in Pennywise's eyes when you know he's going to kill, and that's what he wanted to capture. And he said the prosthetics stopped that. And I think he was 100% right because yeah. it is that moment. If he was hidden behind prosthetics, you know, sure, he's got the the fangs in and the contacts in, but any more than that, and you would ruin those moments, which are the scariest moments, where he just suddenly changes and goes for the kids.
1: Yeah, he straddles supernatural because he's got the enlarged head, but also a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have that big, bulbous head, and but then you've just got like, it would seem more like a cycle. like could sort of... A bad person rather than something from somewhere else. Um, so, as we said, there were patchy reviews, but it was the big, biggest success of 1990, 30 million viewers. Stephen King said his expectations were in the basement. <laughs> uh, but in 2017, he said he liked it and he thought the kids were great and he thought the adults were terrific. Um,
2: but he Bill's said that, style was on point.
1: Um, he said, yeah, it was a really ambitious adaptation of a really long book, uh, I, but yeah, he likes it.
2: I found, did you find that uh, old Fangoria? Interview that Tim Curry did on the set. I
1: did, yeah.
2: Did you hear that? There's a, just a wonderful bit of Tim Curry audio where he's asked about Pennywise, and you hear him go. Basically, he's just pure evil, really, and he can also metamorphosize into various other forms. I won't tell you what he turns into at the end, but basically, he's completely irredeemable. He's the kind of chap that is entirely without charm. That's right. <laughs> Such a great
4: Tim
1: Curry. What quote. I remember from that interview was the sandwich that Tim Curry was
2: eating. Yeah,
1: yeah, cream cheese and tomato. <laughs> no. that's Weird, because the tomato would like bleed into the cream cheese. Mm. I don't get it.
2: And it says, and he finished the sandwich and immediately sparked up a Marlboro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how true it is. It doesn't sound true, but apparently, when any of the kids came over to bother him on set, he just like (laughs) he just did the fangs. He had the fangs and he go, go away. (laughs) I'm trying to eat a sandwich. Uh, But on King himself uh curry says uh, uh i always get the books i mean he's an extremely entertaining writer i think he's really good at that stuff <coughs> i like the shining a lot too i would like to have done the shining no i'm sorry but you can't Do you know, i don't know i read yeah, that i was like cool. i was like curry as torrance after seeing pennywise i'm like as jack torrance yeah maybe no
1: yeah maybe it, no i'm only saying no it's too hard to imagine but you're not necessarily wrong Mm. Um, that's all I have
2: final question Uh, Lawrence uh, Cohen uh, who wrote it he also wrote The Tommyknockers which I've always meant to watch have you seen it no okay because I know he did carry Mm. obviously but I've never watched the miniseries The Tommyknockers and I think because I like this miniseries so much I'm always like I wonder if it's any good Yeah. don't okay who's it got in it it's shite okay is it yeah I think that's I think I heard that. I think that's why I've missed it.
1: All right then. So, let's talk about the film then, shall we? The film, sorry, the mini-series, the two-part mini-series. Call it a film.
2: It's a film. It's it's cinematic enough in my opinion to be a film. <laughs>
1: okay. I just want to quickly say that when the credits come up, it says special appearance by Tim Curry, yep. which uh, when I was eleven, I was like, "Oh, he's not going to be in it very much, so that's fine." Makes it seem like a fleeting thing. He basically is this whole film. He's not in it that yeah, much. He's not in it
2: that much. It doesn't feel like that though. Does I know it? it doesn't. That's because he's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh,
1: so what I'm going to do, right? Uh, obviously, in, there's a difference between 2017 and 2019, whereas this miniseries flits between 1962 and 1990, sort of a bit, a bit more back and forth, rather than the sort of there is a clean division, but it's not as clean as later Uh, so where we start is adult Mike is calling the grown up losers club back to Derry broadly the losers club Bill the Stephen King one Richie the funny one Ben the slightly chubby one Mike the outsider Eddie the ill neurotic one Stan the sensible one Bev the female one Mm. that's your club
2: yeah Um, it's uh, it's an interesting introduction to Bill who like I said is Stephen King I think Stephen King really does not like being interrupted when he's writing. Because you think about Jack Torrance uh, when Nancy's bothering him. He's like, I am trying to fucking write here. Yeah. And in this, Audra is going, Bill! Bill, he's like, in a fucking minute! (laughs) In a minute! And she has cooked what looks like a very delicious and difficult to make meal. And I'm just going... King hates being interrupted.
1: I did laugh at the dinner because it was it's a, a sort of late eighties, early nineties marker of sophistication because it was asparagus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh, you must have some money! And I bet they were listening to Sade.
3: because <laughs> <laughs> they, they were on Hampstead Heath, weren't they? because
1: yeah,
3: they, were. they, ca- they, they, they cast kind of a movie star as his movie star. Girlfriend. Yeah. But they cast a movie star who can't act. Oh,
1: man. Olivia me. Hussey is not I a good actress I thought she was in it. Olivia Hussey means a lot to me because of Romeo and Juliet at yeah, of school. Course. Of course. And you saw, I think you saw her boobs and no one could believe it and blah, blah, blah. So then I was like, well, she can actually do Juliet. Like, that's not a walk in the park anyway. I don't know what happened between Juliet and here because
2: it's bad. It's bad. I will say, the movie does not hide Tim Curry from the start. The first thing you actually see, even before this, is him in those sheets. Yeah. um, And uh, little Laurie is on the tricycle. And even that tiny moment, because it switches... Uh, this movie does make incredible use of POV shots. Yeah, that bit where it just like you're not seeing him, you're seeing his point of view emerging from those sheets towards you, and she screams, terrifying, really terrifying.
1: Uh, so we talked about the ponytail. Um, I mean, what more can we say? I hate it. There we go. Um, and bill remembers his little brother Georgie playing all alone with his toy boat and reaching a storm drain. So as I've said, when I was younger this is as far as I got because this is fucking scary as you like. Yep. Like storm drains are scary and I don't know if that's because of this or because they just are who knows. It's because of this. It must be, mustn't it? It is Do of we this. even have we do I don't know. Not yeah. things
2: like do we have storm we don't really have storm drains In like London,
1: that. I don't know like big old storm drains.
2: I just don't feel like I've ever seen one but and yet I'm scared of them. It's because you, we have grates on them that you can't be sucked down. But <laughs> in this, you can be pulled through a storm drain. That's the scary thing. And yeah. suddenly, like, you can be in a split second from the street into a sewer.
1: Yeah. So we meet Pennywise and yeah. you get his, you know, his. so his voice is sort of, it's meant to be like kind of a Brooklyn accent as opposed to, you know, later Bill skarsgard This got this sort of old-timey thing going on. Mm. Uh, but big difference here and a, Georgie is definitely dead in this version so because later on it's an interesting thing because he's definitely dead rather than sort of missing whereas in 2017 and 2019 the parents know he's dead but his brother isn't won't have it kind of thing
2: yeah that's because in this one which we find out in dialogue which I remember that dialogue and Mm. it makes it even worse when they basically say his arm was torn clean off because they couldn't show it because it's telly yeah but so you know that if they know that, though, they found the body, whereas obviously in 2017 he gets pulled into the storm drain completely so the body disappears.
1: Uh, yeah. and you, Oh, yeah. We
2: should talk about this, but you see him crawling away, don't you, with no arm. Yuck. Do you want a weird connection that I found yeah. that is probably just me? There's a connection between the start of this and Georgie's death and the start of Jaws the Revenge. Really? Because both movies start with a younger brother in a yellow raincoat who initially gets attacked to their arm ripped off before meeting their end in a watery grave. Yep. Jaws 4 and It, 1990, start the same way. Very good. Wow. Mm. Okay. Should have paired it with Jaws the Revenge.
1: That would have been a fun (laughs) way, wouldn't it? Uh, So then we're going to meet Adult Ben, played by John Ritter, talking about being fat as he's getting off with
2: someone, and he really wasn't. Um, Wait, just one last thing on the Georgia scene, only because it's one of the most important scenes in the movie. So Tim Curry says, uh, (laughs) when he's acting with a little kid called Tony Dakota in that scene, and he said in an interview, this was a a, a Comic-Con kind of thing recently, um, he said, I felt so sorry for that kid because when I'm in the drain and I'm like, they all float down here, the kid went... Tim, you're scaring me. Oh, no. <laughs> Tim Curry goes, I'm sorry, but that's what i meant to yeah. be doing. Do you want
1: your equity card or not, Tony? You're supposed
2: to be scared. So we're quids in already. <laughs> what, why didn't tell anybody tell Tony what was going to happen?
1: Can we go to the playground? No, no, this is kind of a playground, Tony. So you mm. just have to say a few things and then, Mummy will we'll get some money and we'll all go home.
2: There's an alternate history sequel called Georgie, a short film. Yeah. I haven't watched it.
1: No, I've heard about it. I didn't watch it um so yeah so we're talking about memories and like ben remembers being bullied by henry and being in love with bev we get the poem the poem is super important so your hair is winter fire january embers my heart burns there too she's a brunette i mean this gets fixed (laughs) later on i think would it have hurt to put some low lights on her hair i don't know it's cute but doesn't it doesn't work as well as it does in 2017 which Mm. i think is a bit of a shame um and we meet young Eddie in this flashback as well. And so the kids, you know, they're sweet. They're talking about cartoon characters rather than later where it's all wanking and fucking each other's moms. <laughs> they're talking about whatever. They are cute kids. They are the Stand By Me kids a little bit.
2: We also see uh, the Barons uh, for the first time early on when we meet young Ben. Don't we? Yeah. And he sees his dad standing in the barrens. I think this is one thing. The 1990 version gets right so much better than the 2017 version because that whole set of the entrance to the sewers yeah. and that giant marsh in front of it feels ominous. It feels isolated. Damn it. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's like the equivalent of the ominous like nature of the Overlook Hotel, but it's not far off. It's just that shot that keeps being repeated of yeah. it in the distance. Magnificent. It's
1: because of the juxtaposition, isn't it? It jars your brain because in the later versions, that's a house on a street. It's a horrible yeah, house, but it's a house on a street. Exactly. This looks like a, a castle in a marsh, mm. which doesn't make any sense. And then the overlook's the same. You know, you've know, you got this wilderness and then a spotless hotel. So, yeah, I
3: get that. And we talk about Stephen King sort of doing the same things over and over again this month. And certainly when Henry Bowers and his Greaser gang show up, it's, it's straight out of Stand By Me. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes they come back. Yeah. Yeah, it is that uh, scene where the corpse
2: comes out of the lake. Yeah, that's quite funny as well because that was apparently that was the biggest problem mm. ABC had because they were like, well, you can be, the, the corpse, you know, this is it can't have any meat on it.
1: Yeah, they said it has to be dry. Yeah,
2: they were like, <laughs> they, they said it can't be American off in London. It can be Indiana Jones yeah. and the Temple of it Doom. It must be a dry corpse. And so they couldn't have any meat on it, but they were allowed to hang seaweed off it if it <laughs> if it was going to be wet. No meat. Wet corpse, no meat. Dry corpse, meat. Wet corpse, no meat. <laughs>
4: We've got the body of a male on Durwood Street, Whitechapel, just behind the tube, a Mark Allen Nichols. His throat has been cut, a stab wound below his shoulder blade, and uh. Continue,
1: please, detective.
4: Yeah, she's uh, she's cut off his knob and put his bollocks in the recycling bins. Stack presents a thrilling new audio fiction. She cut his throat, unbollocked the guy and decocked him for good measure.
1: The body of a man brutally murdered in Whitechapel was discovered this morning.
4: That was Jackie's way. Evil, bloodthirsty, sexually explicit and just... Yeah, just bloody horrible, really. Step into the scene. Me. Yours truly. Moi. That's, uh, me. detect Lead detective. Freddie Abeline of Scotland Yard. There is a man next to us who has been brutally murdered and dismembered. We'll go and find his member, then. Jesus Christ, Ah, but we've kept his AirPods in, I see. What's he listening to? Death metal? Zombie nation? Follow me as I hunt the most vicious serial killer known to man. Good Lord, she's stuffed his eye sockets with his own bollocks. Jackie the Ripper. The infamous Whitechapel murders retold. By the makers of the offensive. Available now on all podcast platforms. Sorry, Sally, I got your shoes. Oh, it's my wagon mama from earlier. Let's have a closer look. Looks like noodles. Nope, him. Jackie the Ripper. Hold on
2: to your bollocks.
1: Sorry, I couldn't think of anything fun to say. It's just, <laughs> there's just so much to do.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Bart Mixon, though you mentioned him already, the special effects guy. Just a weird connection with Pet Cemetery that we did last week. Yeah. That he wanted, he said, "I wanted to have done more on that because he did a bit of work on that." And it's a scene that we didn't talk about. You yeah. know, when the demon head comes out uh, towards,
1: I kind of forgot until I read the Bart Mix interview where he's like, "They they had Jud's
2: head or something." Yeah, like... they had Jud's head on it. Which when you watch, you like that makes no sense. It yeah. was meant to be a demon's head.
1: Well, that's because that's why I thought Jud was already dead mm. because he's appeared as a monster. Exactly. Yeah. It was interesting that is interesting so adult bev she's doing great as a designer oh no wait her partner is a dick they have the worst scariest kiss i've ever seen it's really really chilling um but he's, she, he's a
2: good bastard
1: yeah he is mm. <laughs> the bit that it's always a very easy choice to be like wear your hair like that no i don't want to wear my hair like that mm. so she throws hair cream at him i think
3: yeah yeah i wrote pot of hair gel
1: yeah <laughs> and then she's off to dairy um And then in another flashback, we meet Richie, who's annoying in 1960 and 1990 and 2017 and massively pulls it back in 2019. But it's basically fucking annoying for three (laughs) sections of this whole thing. Thank God for Bill Hader. Oh, my God. Thank (laughs) God. Thank God. Um, And the kids, like you say they're building a dam down by the barons, which it couldn't be further away from what happens in 1 and 2 but obviously we'll get to that um, so then we get some of the big sort of scaring the kids moments so Bev is in the bathroom and she sees that red balloon come up through the plug hole mm. I really like this because I think it's so simple like mm. later on it's scary but it just gets so overwrought whereas this big balloon inflating and then exploding full of blood just the simplicity of it is more scary
2: I don't know I think I think partly because I, I, I was one of those kids remember when you had to shower communally after peeing yeah
1: oh my god yeah so I used to fucking hate that I
2: was right so I was thinking about this that is a massive thing yeah. to have to do because until the very first day you shower communally at school, you've always washed on your own. Yes, and then there's no prep for it. There's no no one talks to you about it in the same way they talk about the birds and the bees. They just suddenly one day they go right, everyone in the showers, and you're <laughs> surrounded by other naked children, like yeah, and horrible. penises,
1: uh, like for the first time in your and life. And the teachers don't forget that we our teachers used to stand there and watch. I don't know what for. And I'm not saying there's anything in it, but that's also deeply uncomfortable. Well, before Charlie Chuckle. Was...
2: <laughs> um, no, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's that scene where Eddie's in the shower on his own. And the bit, like what we were talking about the storm drains, it's the bit where Pennywise is down in the plug hole and you sort of aren't that scared because he's in the plug hole and it's the moment he bends the rules of reality (laughs) and just pushes it aside and climbs out and it's that removal of sort of the basic physics of the world that protect you that you're suddenly like, that's fucking terrifying that he can climb out of a drain that size. Yeah, it scared the shit out and of me. Again, and it looks cool because I
1: was thinking about what we were talking about—the impossible window. I keep thinking about in The Shining because you're messing around with the laws of physics. Obviously, in The Shining, it's in your subconscious, but here, that would—you know—that is terrifying. That you've got you, your brain be like, "He's in the plug. This is not great." But then once he breaks those rules, anything's possible.
2: Mm. It's very scary.
1: And also, like you say, school showers are the fucking worst thing in the world. Just,
2: genuinely, I don't think they should. I don't. Do they still do them? <laughs> I, think I don't I know. should
3: be allowed.
1: No, I don't think it should be allowed. I don't get it. Anyway.
3: <laughs> they still do that at gyms. I know you've yeah, probably been to a gym can... for a while, and I don't know what that is, Chris. But you can then you're, you're
2: choosing to do it as a grown-up, but you can go home, can't you, and have a shower. And, I don't... It was weird at the swimming baths, Fernville Swimming Baths in Leeds. Sure. Um, the men's showers were communal female showers individual showers it's because we can't uh, be near each other
1: <laughs> we can't, can't help ourselves so what? we have to be separated Why that's
2: when it's like there, there. I was, when I was like four or five years old and my mum didn't let me in like she hey. took <laughs> oh, classic <laughs> oh, cow stuff for the memory bank
4: <laughs>
1: so how so, did I, I tell you I got bollocks in a change room of the day for taking Marshall in who is six by the way and someone told me off and threatened to grass me up to management and I was like I fucking will have you like I was a bad Whoa, Girl yeah. fight in the showers! I know it was a bad scary mom. I am a bad scary mom. sometimes. I was like, you fuck it. No, I didn't say fuck it. you what? <laughs> like,
2: but how old so I, you did- I, I was as I just said, I think about four or five maybe. I, I definitely was on the cusp of six, but I was I you know, I was I wasn't younger. I wasn't old enough to be like, this is weird. Yeah. I was like, I'm just this is this is fine. I, I change in the female changing rooms yeah. with with my with where the shower because I could shower on my own
1: yeah great yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's to... ideal it's the
2: first time you see an uh, uh, an older man's penis um, mm. and they're a stranger it's, it's it's a big moment it's a it's a big moment
1: <laughs> um, in what, this... do you, you know what I mean Chris? he's, he's he a, a sports to... guy he, does, he thinks we're exactly. being ridiculous No, he does I it's all, all does. part of it it's half the reason he does and
2: it I it's just I can feel his face being like oh, he's like oh God, fucking this <laughs> toughen just, up guys why are you just... trying to dick <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) there's enough of them around you coming at you like a swarm what is it is it a swarm of dicks
1: yeah a murder of dicks (laughs) Um, so in this flashback Richie sees a werewolf in the basement of the school the werewolf actually looks quite cute didn't have any problem with it this is a
2: bit rubbish this bit but
1: I think the point of that is he, he he announces it to the school and he embarrasses himself and that's his scare isn't it like yep. he makes it And the job.
3: smoking guy from X-Files is the head teacher. I know. <laughs> but it's a big part of the book where some of the monsters were from the movies they were seeing because so much yeah. of Stephen King is influenced by the movies of the 50s and yeah that was I'm a teen I was a teenage wolf man, mm. Yeah, which we'll get into on Thursday.
1: Um, and then
2: I, I've got a question. Go. You know we meet Richie Tozer as an adult around now.
1: Yes. So
2: he's doing racist jokes in 1990 yeah. Yeah. Uh, about Godzilla with uh, fake glasses. Yep. Um, are we meant to at this stage think Richie's over the hill in terms of his material? Because someone does sort oh, well, of that's go, a good question. your material's a bit old. But then he is really being celebrated, and the audience are loving it. So I'm. I, there's a bit later on where we'll come to this, but I, I just I, I don't think it's very clear whether he's a successful. Well, or I, f- not, I feel
3: yeah. like the point across all the versions of it is that they're unusually successful. Mm. That everyone that got out of Derry is very doing very well in their field. So I think he's supposed to be doing quite well. Okay, but maybe he's racked with self doubt and
1: I thought possibly reading too much into it. He was doing well, but he hadn't stretched himself, so he was like relying on the easy, the the sort of easy laugh which is not the most sophisticated laugh, by sort of punching down. Um, and he could do better.
2: So I'll tell you, I might as well do it now, <clears throat> why I think this. Because you know the bit in the library scene where he meets Pennywise as an adult when mm. he returns to Derry and the balloons all start floating down? Mm-hmm. And that Prince Albert joke that I did at the top. Mm-hmm. that And I never got that. I'd never got that as a kid. No. Um, I had to look it up even now. I only Just to be sure, yeah. For the first time in my life, I actually get that joke. So Prince Albert, in case you don't know, is tobacco that used to come in a can and that's why do you have Prince Albert in a can was a, like a prank that people used to do on phone calls and stuff so that's the gag right um, and then there's the refrigerator says, ma'am is your refrigerator running I suddenly realized that's him Pennywise mocking Richie for having really fucking old jokes
1: Oh, okay. That I'd
2: never realized no, that's before, great, yeah. which is why I think he is meant to be like over the hill or not funny anymore, or using yeah. old jokes because those are <clears throat> those are really old, staid jokes that Pennywise uses in that moment.
1: And I, the, I only understood the stuff about the success when it's said explicitly towards the end of this one because I didn't really, you know, Bev is doing well in a, a career, but her home life is terrible. Um, Richie's unhappy it didn't seem like they were all completely smashing it I mean in their field maybe but not and and I know that's the point like not in their life but I didn't quite get that until I was told it
2: yeah because there's the line in in the 2019 version where Bill Hader and uh, Eddie um, have that exchange where he goes, he goes, I don't write my own material because I fucking knew
3: it. <laughs> this was the same year as Goodfellas though and I was really impressed with that tracking shot they do of Richie when he's going on to stage oh, yeah, from backstage. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there's some real craft for a TV movie. I think there's some beautifully shot sequences.
2: But yeah, definitely. It was, this only, this cost in 1990 $11 million to yeah. make though. It's 2017, chapter one cost 35 million mm. in 2017. So only like what, 25 million more mm. than this. And that's, you know, 20, 30, 30 years later.
1: Nearly. Yeah. Um, the Rock Fight. Now, I have read the book, but I'd forgotten about The Rock Fight. And I, from doing some research, I believe in the book, it's a bit more of a bigger deal. Like it's an apocalyptic rock fight. Whereas this just, it it establishes that Mike can join the gang and that they can best Henry, but it doesn't feel like this huge, it just feels like a set piece rather than something that might shift the narrative in a meaningful way, I think.
2: Yeah, I thought it was just them. Or, this is where they sort of band together with Mike for the first time yeah. and look after him. And it's sort of the, it's the completion of the Losers Club. They're yeah. all now together for the first time. I love time. the
1: fact that Bev gets like bonked by a rock and then Ben runs down. And he's like, Not the woman! <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: how dare you? There may be a romance with us in the future <laughs> when I'm hotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, so Mike's in the gang, and then we find out because of Mike that it that's been around since at least the 1700s. And this is one of my favourite bits, when they're looking at the old black and white photo of like Main Street and Pennywise is somersaulting down the photo. Mm. It's just brilliant.
2: It's great, and I love the history. And I do think the new version does the history better and simultaneously, worse in some way. Because I wish there was more of the history in this. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. know more about like where what Pennywise was and where he came from, yeah. and
1: just looked different, maybe, and things like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, because he, he talks about this sort of when you sort of hear these stories. I don't know. I don't know why it works so well when like young Mike Hanlon is going, you know, two hundred and fifty settlers just completely vanished. He delivers it so well. And you're like, What, what, what yeah. is that? What happened? Yeah, that, that sort of ominous history of Derry is great.
1: Yeah, and and so we meet adult Stan. Now, mm. adult Stan has got a great life because his partner finds him attractive and she tries to bring him a beer when he's in the bath. And I was like, that be still my heart. Mm. Like, if you want to get me, knock, knock, I'm busy. Have you brought me a beer? Oh, yeah. that's lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Are you going to say, why am no. I busy? <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm, no, <laughs> I, I, I get that. I know <laughs> it'd be a beer. It'd be one of your crazy... like. <laughs> What are they called? Jet pilot jet pilot, jet pilot cocktails. I mean yeah. there is
1: some a drink, but I appreciate the thought. Yeah. Mm.
2: Okay, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you you you're the professional.
1: Um and then the kids are down in the sewer. So but if that's this fucking psycho, Henry, like I do struggle a bit with Henry. I remember him from the book and it's very important in the book. In every version that I've watched of this in parts one and two, and two parts of the miniseries, Henry doesn't quite do it for me. Really? I find it distracting. <sighs> oh apart from God. when his hair turns white. So That's a brilliant moment.
2: The actor, Jared Blancard, uh, who plays the young Henry Bowers in this, is, I think, fantastic. I'm surprised he hasn't done more. His The air of menace that yeah. kid gets off. I remember watching this and he was every school bully like oh, I, yeah. I, I ever knew in, in one person. I think he's great. He's
1: great at that. It's just, if you're looking at this ginormous book and you're trying to condense it down, you've got a, a bunch of kids going into a sewer to kill a murderous clown. So when a bully's like, I'm going to go in too, you're like, mm, okay, that's important to you, mm. but it's not as big a threat as the clown.
2: Yeah, but that's but he's he's not there to serve the purpose. They're, they're barely unaware that he's even really there. It's yeah.
3: because we need to see what it can do. Yeah, I need people to die that aren't it, the kids. Exactly, yeah,
1: but I, I would collapse those characters. <laughs> of course you would.
3: Yeah, I would. Of, of course you would.
2: I, no, it, it really works for me. And I, 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 this scene, so... Watching it now as an adult, I obviously wasn't as scared by as much as what I was scared by as a kid. The bit that still petrifies me, and I don't know why, is that POV shot of the thing coming along the pipes. Mm. And it's the sound design, and it's the light, and it's the fact that suddenly it isn't a clown, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, It's something, and the lights under the grates as it's nearing one of Bauer's gang, and then like... Just and the way Belch gets sucked yeah, into that's that cool. pipe—that's so
1: awesome. <laughs> that image
2: stayed with me for years yeah. afterwards. The way he just just his body contorts folds in, and yeah. folds backwards—I I hated it. Those POV shots of the of the the real it, the creature, yeah, which is why Stan kills himself, isn't it? Because yeah. he sees the form behind the clown. He sees what it is, and he looks into its deadlights. yeah. And that's the first time you hear the word "deadlights."
1: Yeah, it is good. I mean, I've, I haven't seen all these versions for the first time. That the the the, the tube with the lights and belts and things like that is that's. I think it's the scariest bit.
2: It's fucking
1: terrible. Just because it's so simple, as well, it's so basic. Like, um, but it, it, I think it works a lot better.
2: And it works because you don't reveal the creature, which we'll come to at the climax. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, like, you're talking about the deadlights, and so the kids at this point and they see it, but with this sort of fleshy abdomen as it passes over them, and they see the deadlights, and they defeat it. As Pennywise, with their belief that they can, they've got these silver bullets, and they've got an inhaler, which Eddie, you know, talks about as battery acid. So, th- right, let's get into this now. Okay, this is big. Well, let's do.
2: In. Let's do his brilliant, brilliant line where he goes, "I am the eternal. I am the eater of worlds and of children.
1: <laughs> Specific dietary requirements. Just in case they weren't eaten during the eating of the world, and you managed to jump off the world, <laughs> yeah. you should know." I also have dessert, children. If
2: you're in a space shuttle <laughs> for instance. and manage to get off the world I've eaten, I will then come for you. Because and, I am. And I'll also eat you because you're children.
3: <laughs> and it's that thing that... <laughs> and you're in space, so you'll also float. <laughs> it's that thing that comes. King comes back to again in Doctor Sleep, though. He also says that they taste better when they're afraid. Yeah. That said, in this film and and in the in Thursday's film, so there's a line in the book which I do not believe did not
2: make it into either like eight hours of like movies. Which is where Pennywise actually talks about why he scares the kids before he eats them. And he Mm. says it's like salting the meat.
1: Your mate. Mm. (laughs) What a great line. It is a great line. Get that in there. Yeah, get rid of Henry. No, I'm only joking. So let's just get into all of this because I'm doing the first part. I'll talk about um, the book. So the ending is very different to the book because ABC execs were not sold on the way the book ends because the book ends with the two battles taking place at the same point in the book so the the narratives converge as you're sort of splitting between the times and I'll deal with what we got and what we didn't get when we do the adults and the spider so just put a pin in that for now Done. okay however the kids have defeated it so in the book right they're wandering the tunnels mm. and they get a little bit lost because they are losing their connection with each other and the connection that's got them this far Mm -hmm. so Beverly suggests in the book that they regain this connection by each of them having sex with her yep so a a consensual in massive quote marks orgy Um, and they all lose their virginity to Bev and she's got this fear of sex and womanhood that's the thing with her period and she's going to like gangbanger her fears away. Um, a big arm um from me, obviously. And yeah. then the boys cross their threshold to adulthood, and then they're all bound together with this act, right? So, so-
2: I, I got the text from the book. You- oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, I have an idea, Beverly said quietly. <laughs> In the dark, Bill heard a sound that he could not immediately place a whispery little sound, but not scary. Then there was a more easily placed sound a zipper. What, he thought. And then he realized what? he was undressing for some reason beverly was undressing okay. she's such a predator <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing is so king has gone on record um about this whole thing and he sort of kind of, isn't he? I feel like it's a bit wishy-washy what he said about well, it. Well, So this is what he said and we can discuss whether it's wishy-washy or not. Uh he says I wasn't really thinking in 2013 of the, of the sexual aspect of it. Times have changed since I wrote that scene and there is now more sensitivity to those issues. He then adds to that, I'd just like to add that it's fascinating to me that there's been so much comment about that single sex scene and so little about the multiple child murders. That must mean something, but I'm
3: not sure what. That is a bit wishy-washy, isn't it? (laughs) 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 I mean, in a sense, he's saying he's fine with it to this day, so
1: yeah I mean there's there's a lot of thoughts and feelings I have about this I mean first of all, I understand the point of it. I understand he wants the kids to cross a threshold I understand he wants them to be close to each other in a way that' they've never done before but is he that also i think it's a little bit lazy because it's like you only become an adult once you've lost your virginity and I don't think most people do feel like that so that's bullshit um and there's also another way to do the same thing and also why is it all why is it all girl on boy for a, that's a very basic thing why is there not more boys with boys like why not? I mean,
2: sure, I... Because
1: she's literally a semen repository... I mean, that's not very good, is it?
2: Yeah, I certainly... I, I didn't feel like an adult after losing my virginity. No. I felt like an adult after I had a communal shower after PE. <laughs> and I think that should have been the moment. Uh, and you saw Bill, all those dicks. Bill heard a sound. It was water running. <laughs> Suddenly he found himself undressing. So was Eddie.
1: I just don't think it does it. doesn't, does it? Like, you lose your virginity and you're like, OK, I don't feel like a grown-up. The sex is part of being a grown-up, for good reason, Stephen King. But it's not the thing I don't think it's something else I think it's
2: the connection between them I think he was going for these kids being connected and and, you know and that's what it was (sighs) you know there are other
1: ways of doing it though
2: it was a different time
3: it's the most fun way to unify a group of people though is to have them all it's the quickest I guess yeah well Well, especially if it's the first time (laughs)
1: Actually, how now you've said that, how long is she on her back for? Like, I don't know. 10, 12 minutes, on tops? A, on her back? They
2: might have done it stood up. Cowboy style. Who knows? <laughs> Reverse Cowboy. I don't even know. I once picked up a copy of More magazine and then put it down because I was embarrassed in the dentist surgery. Because of Reverse Cowboy. Because of the sex scene of the month drawing. (laughs) Exposition of the month. Oh, whatever. It's sex scene (laughs) of the month. (laughs) Sorry, that was something I pitched to them. (laughs) Fuck these
1: drawings. (laughs) But the thing is as well, you know, he's got, I think Stephen King is a little bit obsessed with tunnels because in the book, (laughs) the Derry Library's got an adult library and a kids library and they're connected by tunnel so to him you go through a tunnel and you pop out the other side and you're a grown up so it's whatever um, so then uh, having dealt with that they come out of the sewer they make their promise to come back if it ever does okay so now we're into like the second section like the the grown up section so Stan has died by suicide in the bath
2: shocking scene as a kid I remember Ooh, that oh yeah it works it works so well though in terms of part of the story it's like that is how scary yeah.
3: what they're it's about exa- to I, exactly face exactly what I wrote down it really that's one of the most chilling moments mm. yeah. maybe the most chilling moment that it's that frightening job. that you have to die because he's so, die.
1: he's so he seems so happy Mm. there's yep. no suggestion that his life is a mess or mm. anything like he's got this really lovely life <laughs> and he's only on screen for like five minutes
2: it's also a bit of a stretch that he's some kind of sort of sex maniac where he's wearing a bow tie <laughs> reading a newspaper and suddenly she's like and he's like I quite
1: like it because it's like it takes all sorts doesn't
2: it yeah I do you're right you're right I was a bit judgy Yeah, a little bit judgy yeah but that shot of him in the bath is the thing is one of the scenes that stayed with me
1: it's the it on the wall it is because the pristine tiles and the yish
2: they sound They genuinely seem so happy. Mm,
1: They did. They did, but it's just too much. You just can't face it. Um, So now there's six of them. And then for some reason, Mike, the only person of colour, is written out of the narrative, robbing him of the story that he helped create. But more on that later. Um, So, best bit here, because all the scaring is all for good and old Mrs Kirsch and all the rest of it. But did you notice, it's such a little thing, but I've rewound this moment several million times. Mm. So we're back with Audra for no good reason who is Bill's wife, and she's a movie star. And she's been threatened by her, I don't know if it was a producer or a director.
2: What? Well, yeah, he needs to die.
1: It's amazing. So he's basically saying to her, You can't go after Bill because Bill's gone to Derry, and I need you here to be in my movie. And he's being a bit like, Hey, well, and like, as in, your husband's away, maybe we should shag. And she's like, mm. How dare you? But it's all pretty fine. And then he just turns around and says, And I quote, Don't turn a friend overnight into a violent enemy ready to crucify you at any cost. Big
2: mm. statement. <laughs> mm. Big statement. He's... I thought I missed heard no. he's a poet <laughs> uh just an all an, an awful person but he a poet.
1: how quickly did that escalate she could be like, sorry i mean i haven't even said i'm gonna go <laughs> you know, it's just um, an amazing moment because he's you don't see him again she's not like whoa she's like
2: i oh, actually i'm gonna go and then girls when um when bev does vi- visit uh mrs kirsch's house yeah um the way that uh elderly woman drinks the tea though oh, that's good Just so you know, I drank some tea like that as a joke on my Sunday night after watching it gets a laugh. If if you suddenly start drinking tea, people are like, what the fuck is
1: going on? What's he
2: doing? It's a good moment. Thank you, Mrs Kirsch.
1: Um, so we're off to the Chinese restaurant for the big reunion. Bev faints on arrival. Not good.
2: <laughs> remember, I said this about Jesse in Gerald's game. Someone who's feigning being okay just before they faint is a new emotional beat for me that I've never noticed before. When Jesse says hi to a rescue, she goes hi and then collapses. And yep. this, she goes, "What a beautiful bunch of guys!" and then faints. Right. I was like, it's it gets me going. Like- yeah, it was.
1: It triggered a, an angry response, and I was like, "Why am I so angry about this?" And I remembered. Would you remember when we did Castaway? Yes, Tom Hanks comes home who is the woman that he left I can't remember Helen Hunt is it hmm. so she's, th- she's got all these emotions she's moved on all the rest of it and she sees Tom Hanks and she's a brilliant actor and then she's going to have a big moment where she's like but you left me and instead they were like Ro she faints <laughs>
2: unreal <laughs> <laughs> fuck off <laughs> have you never fainted I have fainted but yeah, there not, you go yeah, but not
1: at moments of um... Mark brought you a beer once in the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly drowned <laughs> I was like well, I asked for a jet pilot you've brought me a Budweiser what happened when I, I fainted, yeah. I just got really hot and oh. fainted. It's really boring. Have you
2: fainted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I fainted uh, once in... <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I had such a shit school life. I fainted <laughs> once in assembly because I got too hot. Ugh. I think we were singing Christmas carols and I was really far back, uh, like, in the seating. And I just was like, got oh, so hot. And then I just passed out. And I just ran shouts going up and the Christmas carol was interrupted. I remember Mr. Turnock. Fucking Mr. Turnock, the PE teacher who I hated most, was the one who, like, lifted me out and took me to Matron. I think that made me angry. <laughs> Over
3: his shoulder. Literally,
2: for a... He loved it as well. Hero moment for him, an idiot briefcase kid. <laughs>
1: Fucking fire Did up. Did you have a briefcase?
2: Shut up. Yeah. I was gonna tell
1: you as you know when we went to see. I made another uh,
2: girl faint in assembly though. You
1: made a girl faint, yeah, get here you! We go. There We're we cooking. go. Did you All make right. her a purr as well? No,
2: I had a nosebleed. <laughs> uh, I had a nosebleed, and I just did not want to draw attention to myself because I was like, oh fuck, your nose is bleeding. I used to get loads of nosebleeds as a kid. Mm-hmm. My nose was child. bleeding, and um and I was like, I was trying to sort of like, just like stuff, stuff it back up. Stuff like tissue back up, hold my head back. And yeah. it had it, it clotted enough. Yep. And I mm. thought, oh my God, it's clotted. Oh, did you pull out the big clot? Like, oh, I love a big was, one. But it was about three inches long, like this oh, big classic. bloody slug. Like a slug. Yeah. And Amy Trichler looked and went, oh, 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 and fainted oh, next mate. to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is worse than if I just
3: bled out. <laughs> Wow, really was the in us for you, wasn't it? <laughs> it
4: really was. Yeah,
3: I love those big clots. It was. It was... I just like try and make them. <laughs> That's weirder. <What? laughs> I had a lot of nosebleeds. I oh, did. You Should really? have just had my nose cauterised, but I was like, no, nah, this is too much, too enjoyable,
1: too enjoyable. Oh, <laughs> I can
3: get out of stuff here. Sorry, I got to go. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh,
1: you've made me lose my place. That's disgusting.
2: I once had a nosebleed uh, on TV, on live TV. (laughs) And, uh, well, the worst part was, this is completely true, the worst part was it was for uh, something called Carling Live 24 where they did 24-hour gigs over the course of the night. This is only going back about 15 years. And, and it was about four in the morning, and like, and like, I was just on TV, like interviewing some fucking band or something, and my nose started bleeding. And like, and you, I, I was like, I just was like, I, I'm, I'm just going to leave this to you, Steve Jones or whoever was sitting next to me, and I ran off because it was four in the morning. Every fucking person looked at me like, Oh, all right, oh, then. All right. Yeah. okay, sure, you <laughs> sure, just a nosebleed out of the fucking blue at four in the morning, <laughs> working for twenty four hours. It wasn't. Don't look at me like that. I don't care how you get your own please. <laughs>
1: I'm not judging you. Stress. It's stre- yeah, it's stress. You're a very stressed child. That makes me feel a bit sad for you. Thanks. Um, Where am I up to now? Oh, so Bev's fainted. That's not good. Um, Pennywise taunts them with creatures in the fortune cookie. I did read that. So Tim Reed, who plays older Mike said they weren't allowed to know what was in the cookies so the director was like you will not know and so they had like little props like that sort of baby bird thing and stuff like that mm. to really freak them out I think and the baby bird is very scary um, and I do and I, having just moaned about Henry who I don't actually think is completely needed I think you could keep the narrative much tighter you've got a psychotic clown you don't need a bully, but Tim Curry in the Moon outside the psychiatric unit, like the Mighty Boosh, is yeah. such an amazing thing to
2: see. Well, now you've said the Mighty Boosh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I I agree in both movies. Adult Henry is a kind. I like Kid Henry, but Adult Henry basically turns up and goes, "I'm gonna." Oh, oh you've killed me! Oh, I've got killed. Yeah, that oh, didn't yeah. last long. But um, the Rottweiler head on top of the long clown neck. Oh yeah, that's I've good. told you that before. That's probably that's that's in my top three scariest moments. Dog clowns. I just it's like it's the way the guard just keeps looking up and there's his long neck and then it's like oh that's
1: because you got bitten by a dog. It is
2: because I got bitten by a dog.
1: So the, the kids as adults, they're, they're in this hotel and then it's like, we're going to do this when the sun comes up. We're going to tackle Pennywise. Do you
2: and- not, Just by, just to go back, do you not feel sorry for the people who run that Chinese restaurant?
1: Yeah. Because that is the
2: worst guest booking you've but ever also had. also in both
1: versions, they are a little bit privileged dicks about it. Like the poor woman's like, is, there, is, there, is everything all right? And they're smashing the place up, screaming.
2: Mm. It's the bit. So this is the bit where Richie Tozer goes from being our guy because he's like, tequila, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Richie Tozer, legend. <laughs> but then in the next scene, he's got the fish head off the plate doing a, yes. a, a half ass puppet show, yeah. and it, which is disrespectful, and they cut to the waitress sort of going, the fuck yeah. are you doing? We've cooked
1: you this food. Yeah. Could you please stop playing with the food? Yes, I agree with you. Um, and so the adults are doing a bit of soul searching in the hotel, which I did like, because a difference between... This version and the later versions is the kids are clear that there's something wrong with the town itself, which I don't feel that gets much of a mention in 17, 2017, and 2019. And I think it's
2: better. Really? I think it's much more prevalent in 2017, 2019. Really? Yeah, because it's the I will tell you why. It's the fact that the TV show itself is talking to people. It's a really subtle moment, but it's there's a TV show going, Go and play in the sewers, children. It's fun to play in the oh, sewers. Yeah, you're and right. you suddenly like this is insane that the town like is broadcasting the show and you get the feel that Derry is much more of an evil entity sure. as a as a place in in the um and the new one
1: and, the, and also someone says to one or two or the other I can't remember who's doing this explanation but none of the gang the club have kids which I didn't realise and then once I realised that I thought I was really eerie and sad and and ashamed for them if like, mm. they've, they've either decided that they don't want to pass it on or they don't want to ruin another child's life or mm. something horrible and, and very melancholy like that um so, but anyway, Pennywise is in the hotel and the best line of the whole thing, he says to Ben, uh, kiss me fat boy, which mm. is obviously the best line and he's there's, not even
2: fat. I also, there is, although, you know, it's, 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 it's non-PC, but there's Pennywise where he's like, yeah. but, but, but Billy boy, that was <laughs> yeah, funny. <that's> awesome.
1: <laughs> so a bit of a problem here, the, you know, they're running around the hotel, the adults try to, they sort of bottle it, they're like, we're not going to do this and then I think it's grown up Billy's like no for our sanity we must do it so they have this sort of the moment where they lose it and they're like do you know what we're not and then they're like no the call to action we're going to do it but Mike is in hospital because Henry attacked him mm-hmm. so this thing that Mike has put together he doesn't get to be in <laughs> mm-hmm. that's really bad it's piss poor yeah
3: I think I think he's really undervalued here Mike and I think he is in, in, in the in the other in the films we do on Thursday as well. Yeah. I don't think I think might get short shrift all across this.
1: It made me feel very uncomfortable that he is a person of color, and then they're like, "But you can spend this time in bed." It's like he's done all that. Even if, even if taking that out of the equation, he's done all this stuff to get the gang back together, and he doesn't even get to go and have the big showdown.
2: I mean, I, I, speaking completely personally, I'd rather be in a hospital bed sure. than go back into the fucking sewers to <laughs> fight it.
1: Yeah, you'd be running at Henry stabbing. <laughs> yeah. um, so- Do me, Henry! Do me! <laughs> As we're in the sewers... Bill wants to rescue Audra, who was captured by Pennywise, even though I think I saw Bill get off with Bev in a Chinese restaurant. So uh, I did query the strength well of their
2: relationship. Well done for mentioning that. That is a very, very passionate kiss yeah. that he gives her. They do and get off with each other, don't like, they? Eh, Audra, right? yeah. no wonder you wanted to go to Maine on your... Don't follow me, Audra. <laughs> do not come to Maine. I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I won't be kissing anyone. Bringing that... Can you say you're going to crucify her? So you have to really talk to her like that, otherwise she won't get it. Also, this dinner is cold. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um...
1: And so then we're in the inner sanctum of its uh, (laughs) cheap-ass-looking lair. Um, So now we're going to talk a lot about the ending and about the spider and all the rest of it. Are you ready? Because there's Mm. quite a lot here. So Tim Curry, he didn't like the spider. He said, I was very disappointed by the ending when I turned into a rather unconvincing spider. Tommy Lee Wallace said... We laboured long and hard designing a spider that was beefy and muscular. It looked great in the drawings and as a clay model. But when the SFX team unpacked the full-size spider, what they assembled was very different, not chunky at all. That's a pretty big change to have sprung on you a few hours before you're supposed to shoot. I don't mind saying I was hugely upset and considered scrapping the whole thing and starting from scratch. But there was no time. The show had to go on. So he didn't like it. Um, Apparently, you weren't even supposed to see the spider's face it was an uh, an actual error with the person that did the colour grading they got the timing wrong. So it, well, you weren't ever supposed to see the full face, which mm. obviously breaks like a big monster rule. And the kids, the actors, um, called it the um, Alaskan King Crab Monster because that's what it looks like. It does. So what do you think about the spider? Yeah, well,
3: I don't think it matters what I think. This is very modernised. But what did you think as a kid? Because I heard that this was really frightening. and, and... No. It wasn't. I, even as a kid, I right. remember.
2: I remember being disappointed by this um, because, oh. and this is crazy. It's so weird to sort of think back because as a kid, you're like a stop motion spider monster that ticks loads of boxes. Mm. But I think it's because Pennywise himself has been so terrifying throughout that the idea that suddenly it's just this. I mean, that's the point. It has to take a physical form for them to kill it. But you were just like, that's it? Yeah. It's just a monster? And it's the absence of Tim Curry at that point. I
3: 100% agree. I, I wrote down why replace Tim Curry with a puppet spider. Mm. You know, they obviously wanted to adapt the book, but they changed lots of other things. If you haven't got the budget, you know, you've got him there. <laughs> he can do the job.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tommy Lee Wallace didn't read the book until he had the job because he didn't want it to inflect his interpretation but he said when he did get to the end he was disappointed by the book Be you know a spider in the book because he was like I'm not scared of spiders well
2: Do you, I've got the ending to the book here, which is slightly uh, mm. slightly different. It's worth hearing, though. So they talk about it is a trans-dimensional being, but it does appear as a giant spider. Bill and Richie enter its mind through the ritual of chud, but they get lost in it. Eddie injures it by spraying the asthma medication down its throat, but it bites off Eddie's arm, killing him. It runs away to tend to its injuries. King's novel famously then gets a little bit out there because Pennywise's enemy throughout time and history is a giant turtle named Maturin. Mm. Yeah. And I remember reading that in the book and it's sort of they're inhabiting this trans-dimensional space when they meet Maturin, mm. the giant turtle, yes. Pennywise's nemesis, brand new addition to the book, not yeah. mentioned before, Maturin. And I just could not stop thinking about the Terry Pratchett Discworld novels. Yeah, And I, I, that's what I had in my head when I read the book and I'm like I don't know how you'd ever hope to visualise that but I certainly think of four elephants circling uh, giant turtles back
1: yeah and ABC didn't want to do that they thought it was too intellectual so that's why you get slingshots and inhalers and all the rest of it rather than the ritual of chud Mm. I mean fine
2: Gary, uh, Gary Dorberman uh, talks when he talks about the sequel. And um, why they didn't do that as well, he was like, I was trying to wrap my head around a giant turtle floating through space and then Bill standing in front of it. From a cinematic standpoint, I had a hard time.
3: <laughs> it's, it's the same as the giant squid in Watchmen. Where the filmmakers just decided this will look ridiculous, this won't work, so we've got to come up with something different, something new, and I, I get it, I get it you know we're moaning about we 're moaning about the spider.
2: Mm.
3: Uh, i can't imagine what the turtle would have looked like <laughs>
2: I, 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 And the weird thing is with all the, with all the budget and everything, I, I think the end of 2019 and 2019's it chapter two, it suffers it's, it's as bad as this I, I don't think either and I don't know whether that's because King's book like is unfilmable as an ending mm. but it just this it doesn't work
1: I tell you do you know so the the actual ritual is from Himalayan belief where you're supposed to overlap overlap your tongue with the, the shape-shifting evil which is called a talus and you bite into each other's tongue and you tell riddles and then the one that laughs the first despite the pain is the loser you could do that with a big spider okay bite its tongue do spiders I- have tongues wait
2: no also, I say tongue, so we're on different pages what already. What do I say? Tongue.
1: What What do you say? Tongue. Is that different?
2: They're, well, they sound different when you say them out loud. Tongue. Tongue. Tongue? If, if we're going to do this, <laughs> we're going to be here all day. Please stop. <laughs> I'll tell you what my problem is as well with the ending. It's, it's the fact that the giant spider never, ever appears a, a, like a real threat. I know it kills Eddie, but the minute it kills Eddie, literally my memory of the end of It... Is them going? Let's fucking have it! Yeah. Push it over! Kick its deadlights in! Are you kicking <laughs> yeah. its deadlights? I'm gonna get its heart! Uh, grab, grab its fucking heart! Yeah, it's dead! Brilliant! That, that is the end, it. Yeah, it's ridiculous! They it's tear just, it apart! It's a fucking playground pylon! Pylon! It's so <laughs> stupid!
1: Yeah, it is stupid. But if you want to be generous, it has brought about its own demise because it played to me as as repressed rage, and they finally got it like on the back foot kind of thing so if, it, if it, it hadn't scared the shit out of them as kids and they wouldn't have had to live with this fear for 20 years 30 years then they wouldn't have gone at it as hard as they did because they're angry so it it killed itself if you know what I mean uh, maybe yeah, maybe I mean but they haven't
2: been angry for 20-30 years because they haven't They've remembered
1: been, oh yeah shit that
2: doesn't work no. fuck Sorry, I tried. No, it's good. I think, and you probably maybe even tried harder than King or put a turtle in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it, basically. We wrap things up. Eddie's dead, but Richie's in a movie with someone who looks like him, so that's fine. How is that? (laughs) So weird. What a weird payoff
2: for Eddie. It's like, don't worry, you died down there, but someone who looks a bit like you is in a movie that I will never watch because they're cowboys on people's shoulders fighting with (laughs) plastic swords? (laughs) What the fuck movie is this? How has Richie not changed his act despite Everything that's happened. Yeah, that's a
1: good point. Uh, Ben and Bev—they're having a baby. Just when I was writing this, I just realized he's got three characters: Ben, Bev, and Bill. That would drive me mad (laughs) in a script. Madness. And then Mike and Bill—is I'd forgotten. Like, it's all very sad. Like they're forgetting everything. They can't really remember anyone's name. Audra, who we do not care about, is a literal zombie. And then she's revived with a little bike ride. <laughs>
2: um, I did get a bit tearful. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh, you—you're soft. It's, it's, it's uh, so ridiculous. I think that works
3: in the book, and I don't think it works here because we have no real connection to Audra. We don't really care about her, and so yeah, I—I yeah. I, I think it's Mike on his bike. Mike on silver is, is quite an
2: effective. It's just that Little me. moment. All right, fine. I'm um, just a softy, really. You are a softy.
1: Um, that's that is that's as much as I'm going to do.
2: what? What? It ends with Tim Curry's laugh. Oh, yeah. Which is just great, because you're like, wait, is he not dead? (laughs) What a cruel trick to play on a kid who's like, all right, we're done. He's gone. No, he's laughing. He could still be there. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Well done.
1: Thanks. It was a lot, wasn't it? There's a lot I didn't say, but we just don't. We'd be here for many, many hours.
2: Yeah. Um, Look, you know I love it, and I feel that we covered everything that I'd want to talk about. Okay. Um, That's your yardstick, yeah. That's good. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) What was your best scene then? Uh,
2: My best scene is Georgie and the drain. Um, It's it's the most memorable scene uh, from this movie. Uh, Or, as I said, if I did have a little close second, it is that POV shot of the (laughs) thing coming down the (laughs) pipe. Electric flashes, sound, which really, really scares me. What about you? Georgie's death.
1: Yeah, Storm Drain, Pennywise in the Storm Drain, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, your MVW, Chris?
3: Tim Curry. <laughs> um, what I will say about it, though, is watching it really with sort of an analytical mind this time, it's just so effortless for him. It mm. seems easy. Like, this is such a terrific performance and he just looks like he's having a laugh. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. Mm.
2: And you? Tim Curry, and I've never said this before uh, about an MVW, fact. <laughs> <laughs> not even up for debate sorry
1: yes mine is Tim Curry the rest of the film I mean this film has scared me shitless for years without having seen it and maybe it doesn't quite deserve it because it's Tim Curry over delivers here and he he, he kind of I thought the rest of the film was going to be more scary than it was because of him, and it isn't. Um, what would you change, Alex?
2: Uh, i It's actually... I didn't realise this until I did a bit of research. Uh, so it is in the book, and you did touch on this. I do really need Bev's husband, uh, his partner, sorry, Tom, to follow her to Derry. and uh, Because in the book, he does, and he's trying to find out what's going on, and then he gets... It um, convinces him to try and kill someone or other, but then he sees the real it and he dies from shock. And I'm, I'm, I want that. I think he's, so, he's such a fucking bastard mm. at the start. And it, I think it would work. I think you you only need him, you know, to come in and just like... Get killed. Get killed. I want to see that. So that would be my main change, which actually is in King's book. Do
1: you think it's not in there because... He, what's he called? Tom, the husband. He's a He's a baddie. Pennywise is a baddie and if Henry a baddie Bowers kills a baddie, baddie does it
2: cancel out the baddiness? I think you just I think it, it's like you just want him gone because I think you you know I mean maybe maybe it would rob Bev of like the idea that she's got this new strength now and she ain't going back to him so he can exist in the world and mm. it doesn't even bother her rather than
3: well he's dead so that's I can that's, move on yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, what about you Chris?
3: Someone might have stolen my thunder here but writers tend to um, name their characters with different letters at the beginning <laughs> To make it easier when they're writing. Simple as that. Um, And to have them called Bill, Ben and Bev um, was really annoying for my notes this week. And I'm sure you'll all agree. Now, Stephen King knows what he's doing. Yeah. So he's done this on purpose, I think, because they're the love triangle. There's a connection between the three of them. He decided I'm going to give them very similar names. But it was super annoying. Uh, Change two of those names, please. And also... Uh, Give me a child orgy and a giant (laughs) turtle.
1: The child orgy, but now you just said that. So they're called Ben Bevan Bill. So they've got one syllable, B names. Why can't the three of them have sex with each other or something? Like, why is it just one girl and five boys, six boys, and that's it? Like, that makes no sense. But let's
2: make it clear that didn't happen in this. That was in the book that Stephen King wrote. And I think in literature, you know. I mean, I've. I've it can be, read, be a bit more saucy. I read it. <laughs> it's very sexy. <laughs> uh, you can, you can describe it in a way that is it would never come across on film. Yeah. There is, and that's why it's not here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. What's yours, Vicky? So
1: I think it's very. This is a big thing because it's, it's part of the book as well as the films. But it's really hard for me to buy that the kids would come back as adults to enact a promise they don't quite remember making. So I think you should make them remember and see that they've tried to live with it. And if maybe their life is successful because they remember. Maybe their life is a mess because they remember. But to have this sort of fleeting memory, it's a fun thing when they get that sucker punch of like, oh, now I can but remember. Yeah,
2: would you lose that? That's the moment. That's great. You're waiting for each of them to get that phone call at the yeah, start. That's one of the most exciting moments. But like- you just
1: do some big writing where the action comes to them at a time they need it the most slash need it the least. They do it for different reasons, blah, 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 blah. Lots of writing to be done. Mm. That's what I would do. I
2: don't know. I quite like the moment where John Ritter gets his call and he pours a massive glass of whiskey for himself and then he's clearly gone home. Also, he owns the most hideous art collection in the world, (laughs) but he's gone home with a woman from a party who who just loves a bit of drama, pours himself a big glass of whiskey. She goes, are you going to kill yourself? Yeah. You'll kill yourself
1: with this?
2: Come to one of our after show parties. I don't think I will, love. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's it. All right, then. Lovely stuff. That is it. The 1990
3: TV miniseries done. Chris, are we doing a quiz? Phobia quiz. Great. So I'll give you the phobia. Yeah. And I'm going to give you multiple choice this time because it went so well last time we did multiple choice. Vicky's going to win this. She knows shit like this. I don't. Okay. Because I
1: don't know Latin. Is it? They're all Latin, aren't they? Yeah,
3: Greek, Latin. Uh, androphobia. Uh, people called Andrew. Is that fear of men, fear of robots, or fear of balls? Fear of balls. I think it's fear uh, no, of... robots.
1: Fear of men from Miss Andre.
3: Robots. Correct. Vicky. It's fear of men. I thought it was androids. <laughs> uh, what's cynophobia? Uh, fear of computers, fear of dogs or fear of drums? Fear of drums. It's cynophobia, CYN or cynophobia.
1: Uh, what did you say? Computers.
3: Dogs or drums. He's gone drums. I'll go computers. It's dogs. Oh, oh is it? Really? thought oh, that was dogophobia. Oh, <laughs> I should have picked ones I can pronounce. E- FE by phobia. FE by phobia. Is that fear of the color green, fear of the elderly, or fear of teenagers?
1: FE, FE, FE.
3: Fear of the, the color green. <laughs> Vicky? Fear of teenagers. Correct,
2: Vicky. <gasps> oh, what's Another one score? for Vicky.
3: 2 0. God I told oh, you don't Oh, don't Windows. look over the top of the laptop. Oh, That's oh. a bit naughty, that. Oh, I could have just told you. Oh. Uh, what is genuphobia? Is it fear of knives, fear of knees, or fear of gnomes?
1: Fear of gnomes.
3: Knees. Correct, Alex. Yes. One back for Alex. Fear of knees. Ah, uh, was what... no, scared of a gnome. Lovely. <laughs> What's Sam Samhainophobia. Oh I know this Is that fear of Halloween Fear of Easter Or fear of Christmas Halloween Halloween I mean <laughs>
1: I... I think you asked us that last year
3: I also think if you say I know this I'm probably going to yeah. copy you Oh
1: yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit I never thought What is wrong with me Why does my brain Why can't I cope with this I've,
3: I've said it to you quite a lot <laughs> To <laughs> not say I, I, not... I definitely know this <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, that's last so one.
1: i that point off because not. No
3: last one. You're leading by one point, oh, Vicky. Oh.
1: I can't believe I've thrown it. so <laughs> <Wait, laughs>
3: I can only draw until the tiebreaker. You might get this. What is, uh, you know, by the way, do you know this? <laughs> what is Venus straphobia? Is Venus straphobia fear of beautiful women, fear of statues, or fear of space? Oh. I'll say b-
2: beautiful women.
3: Fear of statues. It's a tie. Alex is correct. It's very good for women. Fuck
4: off!
2: (laughs) It's a tiebreaker. I wanted to see
1: that, though. Mm. Oh, no. Does he know it?
3: No, it's the same tiebreaker question I think I've done before. Uh oh. (laughs) Shall I ask it again? Yeah. There's no other option. How many standalone novels has Stephen King published? 64. Uh, Alex? 65. Uh, Vicky gets it. Sixty (laughs) three. I'm going to ask that question every week. <laughs> thank God. Well played, Vicky. <laughs> oh, God. That worked better than I could have possibly imagined. You're right.
2: <laughs> it feels like you should have won that anyway, seeing as I did not know Halloween and uh, you gave it to me. Uh, well done, then, uh, Victoria. Congratulations. Just, it's just a quiz. Uh, <laughs> Let's remember it's just a quiz. It's <laughs> just a bit fun. Just a bit it's fun. meant to be fun. Just fun Just fun. Uh, Right then, uh, next week, uh, let's look ahead. It's mm,
3: Chris's choices. Uh, Next week, give us a clue. You've seen the history boys. Now meet the history brats.
2: Nice, nice clue. you've seen the history boys now meet the history brats that is the clue for next week's pairing before then though we are of course back on thursday to go through it chapters one and two in one episode we'll be back then in the meantime please subscribe rate and indeed review us if you've got the time it's a great help and check in with us on twitter and instagram at clash pod back on thursday talking it chapters one and two bye-bye
4: This was a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.